Good day, good evening, good night. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You need to totally fail as a DJ. I'm just putting it out here. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> but anyway, you know what? Maybe that will keep the keep the episode up on YouTube because you know, last time we tried out Whitney Houston, you know, like YouTube was just like no. Listen, no one cares about Gwen Stefani. We're good. Anyway, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the second podcast for the week. One podcast, one hundred and forty-six, and this title is episode. This title of this episode is "Our Phones Are Fully Charged, But We See No No Messages." So- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know it. <laughs> but before I go any further, let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. We have Andre from Solely Tennis Travel. How are you doing? I am traveling in WeHo right now, so doing very Ooh, well. If you see any sexy gays, what's a WeHo? West, it's West Hollywood. Hollywood oh. <laughs> Far in Ohio. See what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know, I know I'm in West Hollywood because right across the street from me is the out of closet um, Goodwill store. You know, there's oh, every, there's one in there's, Brooklyn. Yeah, there's every gay neighborhood have a, have an out of closet, out of the closet like thrift store. You know, and whenever I go in there, they never mm-hmm. have shit I like, and then people no. say, "Oh my god, I found this amazing thing at out of the closet." I'm just like I never see those shit when I'm in out of the. <laughs> Wow. I, do. So, I don't think we have those where I live. Y'all don't really have gay people. That's the problem. Y'all don't like them over in Ohio. So Oh, they have them, but they hide them away. Yeah, I y'all guess. burn that shit down. They might so. still be in the closet. <laughs> they might just be. <laughs> so oh, fuck. I'm dreaming you're outside, but we can hear you clearly. I know. <laughs> That's because I'm standing still, magical mm. like I am. <laughs> You're not driving home, are you? No, can I tell you what these people have done, y'all? They have interrupted my fabulous session of having a wonderful afternoon lunch. Because guess what? I was working since 6 a.m. this morning. I'm uh, sorry, who is we people? It's us people. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I mean, scheduling two podcasts a week. What do you think we are? <laughs> uh, this, is, this, is what one, this is number two of four. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you need to take that back. Take that back. You're not gonna have Maya and you know other fans up here crawling in my butt. Chris be up in my butt talking about yeah, we want podcasts. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, listen. I hope everyone is preparing themselves for Miami sizzle. Then yes, we want lists. You bet your numbers, and you better be ready to defend your man's. Okay. <laughs> Or Every women. One of them. No, oh, Miami no, no, is not about the women. Maybe we should oh, yeah. talk about this year. No, that's okay. We do <laughs> Roma. <laughs> Roma is always good to the ladies. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Fine. But you know what? March is the month, year of the women, month of women's month. So, you never know. Yeah, no. no. Stop changing things. We don't like change. Go on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Republican. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we have Janina in Farron, Ohio. How are you doing? I'm good, and I just found out that there is an out of the closet in Columbus. So there, <laughs> find it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have you should have found someone's mansion in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it's probably like right on the Ohio State campus, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And of course, the homosexual of the podcast who is not in the closet. So, ladies, oh, wow. we. Is that a thing that's happening? <laughs> oh, Apparently. oh, fabulous. All right. I get you. I get you. Thank you for taking that the was, metaphor. What were, you having for lunch, what were you having for lunch, Andrean? Let us just can I, figure out. Can, can Are you I tell sober? You what I, I'm totally yes. sober because mm. guess what I had for lunch? I had um I had oysters, which is yummy. Mm. And then you know get it tonight. <laughs> and you know how they always have poutine, but I don't always love poutine, which is basically gravy on top of fries. But this time they had lobster poutine, and it was very very good. I mm. had lobster for dinner too. Look at you for dinner though. Look at you being all fancy. I made lobster shrimp pasta, and it was delicious. Look at you. Hmm. Um, but, but guess who? So I sat down and right across from me, and I was trying to be all cagey and not really pay attention, was Jeff Goldblum. He looks just as good in person. Mm-hmm. He was closing. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, was, he, was, okay. he was He was closing up. No, I'm just saying he was closing up with a lovely lady. It was probably his let- wife. His wife used to be a rhythmic gymnast, so she probably has a rocking body. <laughs> Do you know what though? She um she was well preserved, and I will say Kate. that nobody should worry about whether they can get with Jeff Boldum. So let's move on. Okay. Take that however you will. Okay. <laughs> Janina, hmm. I don't know who Jeff I don't know what Jeff Blueberg is doing right now, but I bet you he's snatching his wig because Andrean just came for his edges. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was paying both of them a compliment in the nicest way, though. But anyway, but speaking of edges, mm-hmm. can we just before we go any further, can we just say uh, a word of amazement that Serena got her edges back? I'm oh, telling yeah. you, yeah, you wanted to talk that about was, that. <laughs> I thought that was impossible, but listen to me, she got that shit brushed down. I mean, like. It is legit. I mean, like it's because someone talked to her about her daughter. I'm sure. I think it's because she got money. Because sometimes when those edges were that snatched, she has always had money for a long, long time. That is not the reason. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Maybe Olivia introduced. Uh, not Olivia. Um, Alexis. Is that the baby's name? Olympia. Olympia. Thank you. But she's Jeez. a junior, right? So we can say Alex. <laughs> <laughs> She's Olympia oh, Alexis. Oh, right. So I know I didn't make that up. Olympia <laughs> got our edges. Serena decided. Let's do a mama daughter thing. <laughs> Let's do edges together. <laughs> oh my goodness. So so, you, know, you know, children are always improve <laughs> parents. True, true. And while and while we're okay, hey, can we just say a word or just help Auntie Venus? Because oof, girl <laughs> V, you know I love you, girl, but just leave Venus alone. Leave she's Venus alone. She's a grand. She's a great aunt. And <laughs> <laughs> I love Venus. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. And I love the fact that Venus isn't paying any mind to the Petra people while they're trying to come for her. <laughs> she's like, bitch. Petra will take that L and move on along. She'll be all right. She will yeah. be all right. Always. So, Ladies, we decided to dedicate this second podcast for the week um, so that we can discuss the issues that are surrounding tennis. We have quite a few. Um, I don't know where we want to start since this is the late the month of the women. I'm going to let you ladies decide, a.k.a. that's just me copping out from doing the real hard work. Whatever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Whatever. 
Let's start with so the latest what... and greatest. Um, maybe we start with the infamous uh, Florida Sentinel article about our number one. Osaka. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I guess we can. Yeah, because let's just do it quick and dirty and get her out of the way. Yeah, let's oh. just sum it up by saying, you know, well, I think Osaka has. We have now reached a point where Osaka is black. Oh, shit. <laughs> not yet. Ooh. No, I think it is. I think we're at that point. my mind. I think we're at that point. We're at that point. Oh, okay, elaborate. Tell. You sure? Tell. Yeah. Okay. So, quite um, a couple of days ago, not a couple of days ago, a week or two weeks ago, she did an article. Let me make sure I got this woman's name right. She writes for the undefeated Soraya Nadia McDonald. Um, she and Osaka explained, you know, that yes, she's happy for the fans, but she was aware that many of these fans are not many. Some of these fans are only here because because they're anti Serena, and she's not about that life. It's not fair, and she wanted to point out to people, you know, that she's here because of Serena. Serena is her idol, and I guess she put paid to a lot of that bullshit bullshit. I was going to say both sensical. I made up a Rafa. It's almost I'm, I'm being Rafa makeup award, but you that's know. okay. We can't make up words here. <laughs> but it, you know, paid, um, put paid on the bullshit. You know, where a lot of people were creating this always. Whenever she is there, you know, they always reference the Serena incident. And you know, as we pointed out here, Serena didn't do this girl anything, and there's no reason for people to, in efforts of praising her, you know, pull Serena down or put pull Serena into the conversation. And not too long afterwards, because, I mean, the story regarding the coaching situation, the unpaid coaching situation would have been around for a long time. That requires some level of investigation. And it would have been known because these people seem to be grumbling. They filed a lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. This didn't just happen one week ago. But I think someone was sitting on the story. And then all of a sudden, boom, the story is out here. And everyone is treating Osaka like the shit. She's no longer, there is no Courtney Defenders. And no one, no one, no one has come on to her rescue in regards to this situation. She's getting that black treatment. Well, I don't think that there's any need to rescue. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought that the piece was, I, I think, fairly even-handed. I mean, I know people are like, oh, she's going to have to make a comment about it. But it sounds to me like, I'll be honest, the article is more of an indictment of the U.S. system of um, supporting or failing to support tennis athletes than anything else like this is basically a story of a poor family who is mobile extremely mobile because they're always they're always moving depending on what their circumstances are like and they establish relationships with people who come to see Osaka and her sister and say hey these kids have talent I want to participate I want to help grow this we've already seen examples of this and I didn't find that anyone in the article, except for the one person who's suing them, who happens to be Haitian, but that's just because he knows the deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else who seemed to want anything more than a kind of acknowledgement that they participated in her development, right? They seem right. to just be that's willing definitely. to say, listen, right. right? Like, acknowledge that we participated, that she didn't just birth from this, from zero to nothing, Right. Um, and to ask for that kind of acknowledgement. And I actually think that seems to me probably the most egregious, egregious pattern is the sort of failure to acknowledge other people's participation in making Osaka a great player. 
um, which I think we've seen with Sasha too, is like, oh, well, thanks. It's been real. Bye. I mean, so I think what's noteworthy about the article, I will say, is that it shows a pattern when people were confused about why she would reject Sasha after having had a good relationship with him. I think all the article suggests is that the family hey. has a his- history. This is their right? Like, of yeah, like on coaches, no, or yeah. not necessarily <laughs> shooting on them, but has a history of of being somewhat um transactional. Like, thanks, you've got us here. Bye, bye. Let's, you know what I mean. Bye, move There's on. No maintaining and... up relationships, all yeah. good well. Yeah, that they burn bridges. The and you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> with... <laughs> of course, you would be. Genius. Which part of it are you fine with? I mean, well, I don't. You I'm not invested here. either way. Yeah, the part where people say you got us here. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm moving on. I don't want to be stagnant. It's fine. No, that's fine. I mean, I mean, that's I mean probably I'm, I'm, a good thing. I'm fine with it, but but apparently, I mean, I guess tennis is. Um, people always like get down, but I, I mean, I, I was I was off your opinion too, Andrine. But I think for me, what I found in this story was that I don't ever see these stories about other players. You know, where not to say, but maybe it might be a case where other players don't do this, but I don't see where, but, but again, very few players become number one, you know, and have a mediatic rights, particularly in today's tennis landscape, seeing that tennis was invented in 2011. Um, but, you know, I don't see people writing these sort of stories about, you know, um, a Martina Hingis, a Monica Sellers, or everyone clamoring to, the acknowledgement from them, oftentimes you would find these people acknowledge their path um, in their in their success. They they go and they go out and say that they were part of the program, even though they were never acknowledged by the particular athlete. But I did notice I when I read this article, I remember a similar article about the Williams sisters when that came out, and people were like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up! Richard is not the architect of these will of these sisters' um, good fortune." Or oh, I played a part in this. I played a part of it. And the Williams sisters never really acknowledged um, those uh, minor players in their success, and you never always given credit to their parents. Um, but part of the problem might be that the media are not often listening to these players because Venus and Serena have always spoken about their parents being their coaches. And time and time again, the narrative is never all seen. They just treat all seen like she's just, you know, um, sitting in the box. They never acknowledge well, at all. I don't, I mean, the question really is, I mean, you're right in the sense that this is another story that we've told, that we've heard with the Williams sisters. But I think it's been fairly well documented that there are lots of unseen hands that played a part in the Williams sisters' rises at different points in time. Obviously, the guiding hand is their parents, for sure. Right. There have been there have been people that they pull in as needed. That has always been there, right? I mean, maybe they don't get name checked, but that's a part of their history, isn't it? Right, but I think there there have been grumblings on those people part by saying they were never acknowledged. Mm. So, but are you saying that no one ever acknowledges that, like? It's it's a trend that people just don't acknowledge, but for some reason, the Williams sisters and Osaka is being are being called on it. Well, I, I'm not saying that this is totally the case. I there might be a documented. Oh, that is so what you're saying? No, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let, let, let let me let me clarify. I'm saying that this 
that crossed my mind that that could be the case here. But I'm saying I don't think it's it might be particular to these two these sets of players. There might have been things out there with other players because we people um, quickly pointed out the Georgie um, incident. Um, um, I don't know if I call it an incident, the George the, the situation, because as you pointed out, Andrean, in the beginning, you said that, you know, you felt that like the article was an indictment on the USTA or the US tennis system. And this is something that was also one of the things that I got from this. Like, why are we letting, why are we having a system, a system where in order for people to participate in the sport and to get to the level where they need to get to, they have to be bogged down by these kind of like, um, a system like this where they require so much money, so much investment and investment and money that they cannot get. They have to basically practice their sports on credit or goodwill or largest of others. And that I think is a very problematic situation because you're going to end up and we're asking ourselves how we end up in tennis being match fixing, et cetera, et cetera. It's opening up ourselves to those type of situations if we have a situation where People can't just participate in this sport without having a large sum of money. Well, I mean, I will say that, interestingly enough, if you think about um, Francis TFO's story, like the, the generosity of others is already built into that narrative, right? And I, I, I think in some ways that's probably why there's been more receptivity towards Francis than others who have tried to buck the system, is that I think that people perceive Francis as fully participating in the system, right? Fully acknowledging the generosity of um, his white donors, um, the people who have allowed him to be in, um, who take advantage, who allowed him to access the tennis, you know, the tennis courts that were in their clubs and all of that. So this, remember, because I think you've always pushed back on that storyline, right? This yeah, whole notion I, yeah, that, I've, you know. I find it is a notion that happened always when it comes to players of color, particularly black players, because tennis isn't filled with the, the tennis ATP and WT. It's not filled with rich people. Yeah. They're not our rich kids. So they all have been struggling, come from middle class or lower class family, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, particularly when they come from the South American thing, one of the reasons why they're able to participate more is because um, even Novak, Novak was talking about, you know, like, oh my God, I was playing in swimming pools and all those kind of stuff. It's because they oftentimes have a, a national tennis academy which is able to filter out and pull talent in and then um players like former pro players getting connection and help these people move on to the next level but that doesn't seem to happen in the u.s and it's always i mean and not even just in tennis like in any arena where um people of color particularly black people or people of color particularly black latino native um people um whenever they become involved in predominantly white sport whiteness always want to be centered in the story always 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 not even just in sport like in the performing arts etc well, i was they just gonna say want, that every story though they always want the american matters. story <laughs> well i mean they they want their generosity to be acknowledged right they want to let you know that they have played a part in this person's ascendancy and so i think on some level I mean, I can understand the resistance to that, right? Um, and, and it might play as unfair. Uh, but also, I think the system itself is unfair. And so uh, I don't really ever hear, 
Anna Ivanovich acknowledged some of the people who made her path right. clear. That's what I'm, I know She's... I asked is her too. No, no one, no. There are no stories <laughs> out there about that. That's what. I, that's my point. That's why I said I think Osaka is going to is turning to being black because um, you know this, yeah. of all the Osaka story, people rarely ever reference a father. <laughs> they they never didn't. But I, I, you know what? See, it's so weird because I think that that's a both a, a wish on their part as well as. Um, playing into what generally happens, I think it's very useful for Osaka to be seen only with her mother. Right. I think. It, I think it. Um, I think it. It increases her. Um, her the sense that she's actually Japanese. I think it. Um, it plays with the narrative that people are super comfortable with, which is this like you know Japanese mom and her daughter. Right. I think. The, I think the dad not being there at times can be strategic. So I don't ever want to believe that it's just about the the sort of mainstream media rejecting him. I think those. I think there's a participation Deliberate, on both yeah. sides. I do acknowledge yeah. that there is that, but I I would say that in in almost in many cases, in many ways. Uh, I don't know. There's a very, it's very, I don't want to say sketchy, but it's been a very, um, I, you don't want to say it, but you did. <laughs> but I did. I mean, I Janina, think... wait, though, wait, let me ask. Janina, what did you think of the piece? I feel like Reels and I've been going. What did well, you think of it? I just kind of, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know because I don't feel like I've ever made it a point to follow this piece of tennis as far as coaching so the stories are only told like real said you know not that many people become number one so is this being talked about because she's number one or is it like are you a little you know is she being called ungrateful in a backhanded way um i i don't know i don't know like i'm okay like i said i'm okay with um, going from coach to coach to coach and you know if you just feel like I've gotten what I need from you and it's time to move on I mean we hear many people say that it's always good to have fresh eyes um, if that's the case that's okay as I'm sitting here listening to you guys discuss it I'm like gosh you know what it really kind of makes sense that they're calling her out because she's a woman of color because we I don't feel like we see that with other players um not and like you know doesn't mean it's not happening with the way that they're progressing through their careers but i don't feel like it's talked about and i feel like we do hear a whole lot about the people who um feel like they have gone unrecognized uh throughout the williams sisters career but again is that because they have become such great stars of the sport and so big people want to be recognized because they want to truly be a part of that legend or is it a selfish reason because you know we all like to be surrounded by greatness nobody can deny that everybody likes that um but what is the motivation behind it do you just want to be a part of the story or do you want to say you know like <laughs> i made you what is it and I'm really not sure. I mean, I'm really not sure. I can definitely see both sides of it. I can see it coming from both angles. And I do feel like it happens to people of color more. But maybe me, people of color are just better at some things. So we talk about them in different ways because they get to the top. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just or, I mean, let's be honest, though. We talk about Caro 
I mean, Caro's father is like, I mean, I feel like Caro's father has cultivated this model pretty well. We talk about, well, we <laughs> right, talk, but-, but you know what? No, that's a good point. However, we talk about it differently. We talk about it very differently. We it talk about strategic. people. No, we talk about people not getting along with him and not staying around and not getting along with her because she can't get away from her daddy. We don't talk about people that have come and gone as a way of helping her, sir, per se. Well, it's just I feel it's well, different. It's a very different conversation. Well, and also I want to point out um well, she was the number one, Caroline. But also, Maria, there is a story. I know that can't it can't be true. The story in and of itself can't be true. That you know, Yuri came to America with eight dollars in his pocket with Maria with a dream. And I was just like, Where the fuck you going with eight dollars in your pocket? You can't come to any boat in America with just eight dollars in your pocket. And it's obvious that someone assisted these people, that they had to depend on the largest of other in order to get into the Bolitariat Academy. She just she didn't just get in for free, that people pay, but no one is she don't acknowledge anyone per se. At least I've never heard it. She may have but said they it don't get reference. criticized for that. And they don't get criticized for it in part it's part of their lore and their story and the ingenuity of Yuri and Maria. And no one talks about and, and there's no one clamoring to say, I didn't get recognized for Maria's greatness. You know, but when it comes to Osaka and Serena, people are clamoring and saying they want recognition. Oh, and they're willing to to say this. Instead of simply saying it, it isn't and they're willing to go on the record to say this, like, you know, I didn't get any acknowledgement, et cetera, et cetera. My thing is just like, you know, that a lot of times you might be butthurt about something, but to air in your grievance publicly might not be the case, might not be the appropriate thing to do. I would acknowledge also that the you pointed out, Andrine, that, you know, someone is actually suing them. And that, I think, might be a different case altogether because allegedly they signed a contract. Now, you get in 50% of lifetime, um, earning 20, 20%, right? 20%, 20% of lifetime. 20%, lifetime. I don't know who signed that. Um, you know what, though? That shit. Or maybe they <laughs> you know did. That? You know, you signed it because you're not entirely certain that your kid's going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're like a, but listen, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. The family was gambling. Listen, if you look at that story, it seems to me the family's gambling a little bit. They've got these two kids that they think are talented beyond belief, and they're trying to do the Richard formula, the Richard Williams formula. But they don't know if it's going to work because they're homeless at times. They're moving apartments at times. Things are happening all the time. They're not sure. So somebody comes to you and say, listen, I'm going to offer you this. And you're like, sure, I'll sign this. Who knows? You're not going to be able to hold me accountable. I don't think. Well, why would you? What, what do you mean? What do you I mean? Not gonna hold me accountable? It, but they didn't read the fine print. That's what I said. Or, or, or they signed it not thinking anything will ever come of it. But who thinks they're? Do- Listen, you might say it, but you might not really believe that. Really, like Richard Williams <laughs> believed. Andreen, they okay. But listen, real, me, real, wait, wait, real, real. Let's not let's not pretend people are logical. We have seen this. Tommy Haas did that. Tommy signed deals with people offering a cut of whatever future earnings he got nobody talks about that but that was something i remember reading that years ago yeah i remember that but wasn't that up to a time like you get like five years of my future but but that's that's a person who has a sense of yeah you, you, but you, can't, know you would never get more than a million dollars. Sure, sure, but you're gambling on the fact that you think your daughters are going to turn around and bring money into the family. Who's to say that? You, but you know, maybe you're not, maybe you're not really paying attention, and you think to yourself, "What's really a lifetime earning?" 
10 years maybe five years that's not much but you know um i have to say one rather interesting note not to do with her but it's funny that um so this is like this this is like siblings involved in a pro sport right yeah and for like i'm thinking off the top of my head that in a lot of cases you have these siblings right and everyone keeps thinking two siblings who are playing a sport and they say, oh, my God, you know, the older one is a really talented one. the best one. one, I know. And then something <laughs> happened, and it's a younger one that came around just like, boom, out of here. Because, and, and Venus I and Serena, I think, are very exceptional. Everyone was just like, oh, my God, Venus is amazing. And when Richard was just like, oh, if you think Venus is amazing, look at the other one. Everyone was just like, you can't get any better than Venus. Like, you really true. can't. Like, and Venus then, is the same. And, and then Serena did. came along and was just like, what? And, and I've seen yeah, but thing. he said that from the beginning. Yeah, even but before he said that from. But um, and I've seen that in um, the Murray brothers. Um, because Wait, everyone who said anything Jamie. about the Murray brothers? What did anybody think was good about any of them? Ooh. No, I mean well, I don't no, mean that Jamie in a bad was, way, but I'm like, no, did Jamie people think was Jamie was better? Jamie was better, and then Jamie got really uh, injured. At one point, um, I've seen this in even biathlon, my new favorite sport. What well, is not my new favorite, but it's one of my favorite sports. Extremely injured Jeremy. Okay. Jamie. Okay, yeah. let's <laughs> But anyway, moving on. I'm just simply saying this is what people had said. Just saying. Okay. Well, I mean, it was I thought that was noteworthy. I thought it was noteworthy that um the comparison between the two siblings and the fact that everyone did think that the older one was the best one, and, and, and they didn't, they didn't understand what the the younger one had to offer because she just sat there like a bump on a log. Thank you very much. <laughs> been going on forever, forever. I've been, been vindicated. Hey, can I tell you something? What? I didn't know that there was an Osaka sister. What? How do you not know that? The I whole point of it is, is that her family her. has got. Listen, did you see? You get to see her. No, they until gave her, this. They gave her... Until all no, of no. I didn't know. Oh, but I'm telling you, there. You're gonna see her because there's a. She got a wild card in Miami. Look for I, her. I heard. I mean, is it like No Lay Family? Did she learn from No Lay Fam? If no. you don't put my sister up in here, I'm not gonna show up. I know. Reels, <laughs> Reels was questioning why Sangha didn't get. No, I didn't question that. I didn't question that at all. He's like Sangha played no. qualifying. No, However, no, wait, 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 Naomi Osaka's sister got a wild card. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And I, I said, only... "Well, he lost in qualifying anyway, so it didn't get wasted." Hopefully, Janina, you will not drop my name in this situation. In this I'm told, no. This is the no. conversation. Listen, no. don't on, make me on. turn into that person that posted. DMs in public. Go right okay, ahead we, and post. Wait, 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 wait. Can we have a public? Can we have a public announcement about that? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. Let me just say something. If you try to trash somebody by posting DMs, you you're trash. You're trash. <laughs> you're trash. Trash. Trust out of the bat, you're trash. Trash. I mean, trash. no, nobody don't posts do them. Don't post DMs. That's like that's like videotaping. that's like videotaping conversations and then publicizing the tape. Nobody's doing that. No you're one who's being, honorable. You're being a little trip. You're being a little <laughs> tripping. They're tripping. I don't like mm. it. I mean, unless you're a spy and someone's gonna die, it's the only reason why any of that is legitimately okay. And you know, if you're Twitter, because Twitter will t- Twitter will rat you out to the government in oh, no time. That's okay. <laughs> that's true. But, <laughs> but anyway, so resolution on the article. Eh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it's going to be, I've noticed a cold front moving into the Osaka situation. People are not oh. engaging in her. I mean, when I say people, the people who have always saying that you got to love her. She's amazing. No, I think 
you're wrong because I just saw a whole piece of people engaging with her because she's got a new clothing sponsor. I think that the thing about Who's that selling her thing, clothes, whose clothes she's selling? I think she's moving from what? Nike to, or Adidas from to somebody else. But um, if you, according to I think a post on my timeline earlier this morning, I I think there's a new sponsor on board. But you know the reality is the most interesting thing about Osaka is the stories about Osaka, not actually Osaka herself. So I think moving <laughs> forward, oh, the that's, shade. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like moving forward, that's going to be what the narrative. What are you narrative. trying to say? You're trying to say you're not <laughs> interesting. No, no. Oh. I'm just. I'm. I mean, she's. She's probably. A, you know what? I, you know, they're probably all lovely, interesting people. But people they're have not. to sell. People have to sell newspapers, and so it's going to be the tales about her, the pro tales, the anti tales, all of that. So I don't necessarily know if she's quite black yet. I think she's still a story. And so you want good stories and bad stories, but that's that's as far as I'm willing to go with it. Okay, but, I was know, okay. But... I'm willing to just say she's less Japanese now. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's treated. She's being treated less Japanese, and I'm seeing I'm seeing a little black tax. Listen, I, 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 listen as long as as long as black tax. <laughs> as long as as long as Kate Nishikori's around, she will always be less Japanese. Okay. Oh, well, that is true. And she fell asleep talking to Kate. So there is that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was just anxiety. There is um, that. So but I would say you're right. I mean, like, you know, anything to keep her name in the news is good news, sure. right? Supposedly. Yeah, hey, so, no such thing as bad publicity. And right? girl, winning covers a multitude of all sins. Just keep winning. Keep Though, winning and you're good. If that contract is real, girl, maybe winning might be <laughs> losing. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. They're going to set a lot of court and the guy's going to so, catch a nice little check and that'll be fine. That'll be yeah, fine. that's fine. Do, do so, what you do. Moving so on in time to keeping us at a brisk play, um, clip as we're on the subject mm. of wild cards. Let me just clarify before Janina gets some crazy people up in my DM. <laughs> I don't mind him because, you know, I've already dealt. Look, I have very little patience for idiocy and stupidity on Twitter. We got a president in the White House. We, we, we can't be doing for free. I can't be doing this shit for free. Let me clarify my point. Some people have been clamoring about wild cards. And you know how we feel about wild cards. I, wild cards are wild cards, right? The people say they have the discretion. They give it to whoever they want to. I think the only reason a time that we made a big issue about wild cards was because we talked about the Maria incident in um, the post Grand Prix because we said, this is sending a bad signal. This woman has been kicked out for doping and you're going to give anti-dopers wild card back into event. They should own their way back up. That's what we were talking about. In regards to the Sangha incident, so Sangha was not given a wild card into the main draw. However, Osaka's older sister, I don't know her sister, I don't know her name, but I'm just gonna say Osaka's sister was given a wild card. Not the one who allegedly plays for Harvard because she doesn't have a sister who goes to Harvard. <laughs> you know, that was the thing, Janina. <laughs> <laughs> Reporters were out there saying she had a sister who was doing some crazy thing, and she was just like, um, the crazy thing is that I don't even have a sister who does that. She does have a sister. But anyway, she was given a main card, wild card, and she's 300 and something. And I know one person mentioned it, but Sasha Victory wasn't given a wild card. 
I would say this in the people's defense. Now, a wild card is supposed to give just that, right? Someone who is like outside of the bubble to get in. A wild that's what it is. It's given to everyone. And a lot of times we know how wild cards is very political, that you know, like one tournament may give someone a special wild card here so that they can get someone else a wild card elsewhere in the future, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now that they give the sister, I mean, like if you're the number one player in the world and defending champion and you can't give your sister a hookup. I don't even know what you could be doing. Like, you ain't got no juice. Listen, all I'm saying is, as long as she doesn't mind that you're going to constantly refer to her as Naomi's sister. At this point, I yeah. I, I mean, you might be going to name I, that. I, I think the wild card speaks for itself. So. Right. <laughs> Although, I don't think that... Are you trying to tell me that Sasha, Sasha had to work her way into this instead of getting a lovely wild card? That doesn't seem fair to me. Well, I mean... Is this black on black crime? Is this black black crime? <laughs> this is the whole point of wildcard. It is, it is a bypassing the fair, the, the regular route. It's that's what they're there for. In terms of um Sangha, I suspect that in Sangha's case, didn't he have sticker cell? He ain't supposed to be traveling. He said he can't travel. Because no, he said it takes him a long time to recover. Which is he probably came early, mid time for through Indian Wells to recover enough to be able to play Miami get it right don't be putting words but in his didn't mouth he, he, didn't, say Miami he did not was in say doubt? No, no he said he wasn't well he, he just said he wasn't playing Indian Wells because well you know what couldn't. ultimately he came he, time. he came he got some sun and that was fine I mean listen yeah. I'm fine with Osaka, you know, using her influence to get her sister um, a right. wild card. I mean, not really. I'm just being Keep facetious. That shit but, family. Uh, but the reality is, she's gonna have to prove herself. I'm she's gonna have. Man. She's gonna have to hit some balls. I mean, and as long as she knows that she's only there because of her sister, which I think that's an uncomfortable I mean, dynamic. She knows that, but general. the check is real, isn't it? The check isn't going to assist her. The check is going to her. You know what, though? But you know what? Those things, those things play out in really odd ways. So um, yes, everyone, everyone has benefited. Everyone has benefited from a wild card at some point in their career, and you can't always get a wild card. So I'm not even mad at this situation. I'm just saying that. No, look. If every tournament she's getting a wild card, then we have a question to be well, asked. Well, we'll talk winning. about that when we get there. But but that's not what happened. Have, she just got a one-time hookup, and you know, um, also. But you know what? It why, why, are you, why are you convinced it's one time? If it get hooked up once, why can't she get up twice? I'm just saying. Well, she could be like I'm saying, but we haven't seen the, twi- the second time yet. Right? We just see this one time, and also, they're in Miami. Um, Florida has a huge Haitian population. Maybe they're trying to bring the Haitian people out there to the new facilities. Just saying, it might be one thing. Hey, anybody out? Anyway, um, well, no. you know, I don't have an objection to it. I mean, use your name, use whatever you can. I mean, it's yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit. I'm not. Right. And Sasha Vickery is in the in the main draw already. Good. I think she won two qualifying rounds. She's there, and I kind of think I don't want to be mean, but I think you know, players of Sasha's caliber should be. Should be moving up this year, and she should be qualifying in direct entry into the Olympics tournament. She well, should, should and would, should huh? and would are two different things. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but you know, um, mm. I think it's time for a lot of these younger players to be making a move and you know leave the um, qualifying draws for the likes of um, you know I don't know Flipkins, Punt and Saber, those kind of people. Leave 
Flipkins alone. Remember, Flipkins used to be my top six. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> so we dealt with a wild card incident, and um, I guess we should tackle the ATP because that's going to be the mammoth size um, thing to I deal with. Mama, that is, but go for it. Um, so I think there are two competing ATP issues, basically. I guess with the player council <laughs> situation. Um, which I guess to some extension goes to the Justin Gimlestab situation. And also, again, as always, communication between players and amongst players and about their sport. I'm of the impression that players don't communicate at all. Like, there's no real system of communication. We should probably try sending out homing pigeons or ravens or something because... They should have a WhatsApp group. How do they not have a WhatsApp group? Because in 2019, everybody's on the, everybody got Instagram account. Everybody got um, Insta stories. Everybody got WhatsApp. They, they, they're all on Twitter. They're, all on the, they're doing on the gram. They got Facebook group. But I, no one seems to can't communicate with each other. I, I, don't I, understand I, I, it. I, I like the that they're not communicating. I think it's great that they're not communicating because then they're throwing shade, and I love it. I love well, it when think, they throw shade I at think, each other. I think it's actually not a lack of communication. I think there was a group in the ATP that wanted to do a hostile takeover, and they did. I mean, the only thing that struck that strikes me as weird about the vote in the end about um, the leadership of the ATP was that it was clear that ATP was stuck, and so they left it to their... Um, their representation to, to to make them on stick, right? They were trapped when they were doing the vote, 50-50, couldn't break through. And so they're like, hey, reps, why don't you handle it? But the thing that strikes me is that in some ways, the reps should have represented that stuckness. So all the votes should have gone in one direction. <laughs> Girl. Right? Like, I, I mean, mean, if you're, you if you're stuck <laughs> and if the group is stuck, then that tells you there's a tension between the yes and the no, right? <laughs> so if you have two votes, is that what they had? Then one should go yes and the other should go no. Three, Theoretically. Three three. Theoretically. Three, three. Okay, three. But one should at least have gone in one direction, right? right. To reflect Otherwise, the fact that there's stuck. tension. And yeah. Otherwise, you shouldn't have been stuck. If there was unanimous agreement about the direction to go, then the vote should have reflected that una unanimous push. But it clearly wasn't that. No, they came out and said, well, the representative voted however they wanted to do. But how do you like, do that? What? Don't they represent you? Exactly. Don't they vote for exactly. base? Don't they vote representing your tension? So if 100% well, of they you work Well, I mean, it, it, I think what's interesting to me about it is all of the sort of underlying assumptions about the vote. Right? So there's an assumption that the ATP has a brand that will continue to add value to the universe. Right? That's the assumption is that they're going to be in a position to leverage some sort of power for the next five years or so so that they can go up against tournaments because they think they have a product that's viable. Well, they have I the guess, upper hand. I they have the upper hand. They believe that. I mean, I think that's an interesting assumption. Um, and I hope it bears through for them, right? Because you have to be in a powerful position to be able to, you know, one of the things that always happens to me is like you hear the ATP talk and they, t they always compare themselves to really popular sports. Yes. And I was like, why would you compare yourself to a niche sport? Like, Football, I don't know. What's, what, no, 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 no. That's not a niche sport. But I'm talking about like they compare themselves to soccer, football. Those are not niche sports. 
tennis is a niche sport. So if you're going to do this, compare yourself to gymnastics. Compare yourself to... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, compare yourself to sports that are Winter on your sport. level. Winter like, <laughs> so that we can understand the parameters and the concerns. But if you sit around and tell me that you're like a... And you're comparing yourself to the 500-ranked basketball player. I'm like, honey, basketball players get cash. They bring in crowds. They bring in fans. They bring in advertising revenue. You're not even and near they're that. they're always on TV. <laughs> but you know what Anywhere I mean. So I'm just like, so it's and even when they try to do it with golf, and I'm like, you're not, union. you're not even, you're not even comparable to golf because golf again also is generating a ton of cash. So I just, I'm just always confused about the parameters they're using. Yeah, and, they're and, coming and, for her. They're coming I mean, for her. <laughs> and what is also, what is also annoying to me is the lack of clarity. You get on Twitter, you're talking. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're fighting for, but people want to get outraged. I don't know what I'm outraging for. I can't say I'm for what you want and I'm against what you well, want. Well, that's and what I me- was going to say. This is like, I have no idea what the end game is supposed to be. Like, exactly. what is your goal? What are you trying to get? This has to be, I mean, clearly they're not sharing. This is about more than I don't like somebody and I want somebody new. Something somewhere happened. And it pissed some people off. But here's the thing. A person. They said that. They said the perception is, and this is interesting, the perception they have is that anyone that represents the players has to have a slightly combative relationship with the tournaments. And they believe that Chris Kermode was too much a friend of the tournaments, which then necessarily means that they weren't yeah. a, fun, a friend of the player. That's the public statement. What the fuck really happened? I don't think but, it has anything to do with the public statement because that's exactly... But, that's no, one of the, but that's but one of the reasons the why they vote... It doesn't have to be a conspiracy. It's one of the reasons why they voted off one of their members previously was that they thought the member was voting um, in Richard collusion Rashid. with... Yeah, Rashid. They thought he was thinking more about the Richard tournament. Rashid. Yeah, but, but right? They the, thought, but, right? So... But I think the people thing perceive this as a competition, right? Between but then the Nola said, but then Nola said to me, the representative did what they wanted to do anyway. So I am confused what it is you want, what it is that they wanted. So you're saying, therefore, that you know, um, they did something that was not to your liking. You want, or is it that Nola wants to remain? friendly and good terms and me seen as the good guy like you said this was a hostile takeover and he didn't want the public to perceive him as being a dictator is that what it is because then they issued a really bullshit statement right they had all the world a bullshit statement to address something and then they got on it to drag federer and and rafa and in, in many cases i do blame I, I would say that there is some, you know, Federer, I mean, like, you could have go call this, but you had their number. Rafa, as always, you're shady as fuck, you know, <laughs> your phone was charged, you know, but he's seen a message. You couldn't reach out. But I think, I think from Roger's statement, he said he tried to reach out even before Indian Wells and Novak said, we shall speak at Indian Wells. But I'm saying y'all met in Melbourne. Yeah, I had a players council meeting in member where everybody's supposed to be there. Indian Wells was supposed to be the second one. And then, I don't know, it seemed as if nothing happened. No conversation was happened. No conversation ever happened. Listen, these are selfish people used to thinking entirely of themselves. Trying to submit themselves to a group process is very difficult. 
and I think it's been proven the case. And I actually don't buy this whole idea that Novak, and, that um, Federer and Rafa failed to reach out. Because you know what? To be honest, if they did and if they had, um, in some sense, overreached, people would have said that they were getting in the way of Novak's time and Novak's, Novak's, Novak's period in the ascendancy as president. And, you know, at some point in time, you've chosen someone as the president and you think it's up to them to make the best decisions for the group. You're not going to run around behind them and be like, I mean, Rafa did his time and Federer did his did his time. It's Novak's time. And so the question that I think they have is, what's the decision you've made, Novak? Why did you make that decision? And what do you want to get out of it? Nobody has, nobody has suggested that they're in love with Kermode and he shouldn't go or stay or any of that. It seems like people are just like, well, then what did you want? Exactly. Fine, you've gotten rid of Kermode. Then what did you, what do you, what do you, what's your vision? It doesn't seem that anyone's crafting a vision, or at least they're not sharing it publicly. Maybe um, they actually are talking in DMs. And in, in this case, I wouldn't mind if somebody screamed but here's the thing. But here's the thing with that, right? <laughs> Novak is responsible for the players in the top twenty, and he ain't got a he ain't got a um tweet the whole million seven hundred and fifty ATP players. He just got a tweet nineteen other people. Okay, that's a that's a regular size WhatsApp group, right? Because that they have they have they're on their ranking. You just put him out there. I did not even think of it like that. I just think it's very interesting that yeah. he says nothing. Novak says nothing really, and you've got you know the two other biggest people in your sport saying I reached out to you and you blew me off. They're saying this publicly, so something else has to. I, I, there's, I there's just more. There's just I'm more going on. To that is that Roger, he then had the player council issued a statement saying these icon could have reached out to Novak, but Roger <laughs> said he did just that. I did. Roger <laughs> said my phone was charged. I got nothing. <laughs> exactly. you know what though? Listen, I think honestly, listen, I think it's Novak's time. And I think he believes that he has the uh, capacity to take the tour in a brand new direction and that he wants a lot of the people who have been maybe loyal to others cleaned out. And he thinks that it's just time to move the the sport in a new direction, move out of London, not have London as the base for so many different things, what have you. I think it's fine. But you know what, though? I think it's fine. I think what's interesting for them is that they think that they have a viable product that can compete with other sports for the next five years. I mean, I think that's that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I think what you're going to find is a really interesting compromise. I think, I think you're going to have some shuttled tournaments. I think, um, I just, because let's be honest, I don't think a lot of the people on the tour can put asses in the seats. They're just not that many of them and they need, they need time to do that. And if you want to get into a conversation with a tournament about whether, they should be getting more of the money or less of the money or any of that kind of stuff or revenue and all that kind of jazz. I mean, I think it's an interesting time to make that case. I, I just don't think that they're, they have a compelling enough product to do that, but you know, good luck to them. I love men's tennis. Uh, I hope it works. I'm just saying two things, right? Because we're noting this, at least I'm noticing this kind of issue happening in other sports, right? Players feel a type of way. 
but mm-hmm. you know, and they have issues and grievance, which is legitimate, right? Because sure, they are working with the capitalist model, right? And you know, I am anti-capitalist all the way. Sure. And I'm here for that discussion. But what I think, no, like you're gonna need in order for this to work, we have seen this through history, right? Bigger and better and smarter have attempted this. And there has he had the keys, clarity, communication, vision, and people. Can't do this alone, brother. You cannot or, do this or, alone. Or you do a hostile takeover and run things down the ground like other people have done in the past. I mean, oh, that's that's the <laughs> I'm I not mean, saying, I'm not no, saying, but that's, a, it's a model. It's a model. So it's an existing true. one. That is true. <laughs> you You're have gonna go kill the goose, right? Kill the golden goose. Imagine <laughs> that there is definitely going to be gold in there. You know what? I mean, I think it's hilarious, but good on, you know, listen, everyone has to try. Everyone has to try. And you know what? If Novak is able, let me tell you this. If Novak is able to get the tour to be more equitable without sacrificing, God, the, without sacrificing the women, because you know that's coming, because you know Novak doesn't believe in equal pay, but that's no. just another thing. Um, so if Novak is able to get the tours to be more equitable, if he gets the little guy to get as much money or as much as possible out of um, tournaments and then more power to him. I want to see that happen. And if that's his aim, then I hope so. But I just want to say that you all turn over the leadership of your organization to a guy that was just hooked up with a guru for six months to a right? year. Right, and he so. believes that you can play <laughs> through cal- uh, telekinesis. So you I think mean, about that. it's next level. And listen, I believe in telekinesis. My book says it exists. Sure, whatever. Okay, um, well, tell me how that works for you on a Facebook. <laughs> it does, I'm apparently. Just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> i tell you what, Noli, you can spread all the love you want to do, but I'm telling you, the capitalists, they don't give a fuck about love, okay? They don't give a shit about people. It's about profits, okay? And, and they have no problem with pushing you to the side and getting someone else. And they're a bunch of hungry, starving, lower-level players. And they would do something strange for some change. <laughs> You're so horrible. I mean, we don't know. Look, We're hoping for the best. We're hoping for the best. Listen, I'm not, I'm not invested in car mode. I don't care. I mean, no, but I, I think, but I'm just I think the most important thing was, did people feel like you had a transparent process and that they were, their votes and their wishes were, were, um, yeah, I'm going to say that's a hard no. I think that's the no, and that's a qual, and that's the quality of what this is about. It's not about the decision you made; it's about how you made the decision. And to be honest, it's about the cloak of people you surrounded yourself with to make that decision. And so that's tricky, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't. Mm. Yep. Yep, yep, so yep. we need to move on from that because yep. we have some bigger fish to fry and it's going to be so much more fun to talk about. Is what it? is the fish? What's yeah, the, the fish? biggest the biggest fish is uh what's her fucking name? Martina Navratilova. Okay. So oh. we we said before a couple episodes ago, you know, we that we weren't going to talk about it then because Reels had a rebuttal piece to write. Um Thank you, Andreen, for posting me to do it. Andreen, yes. Um, (laughs) He wrote a response to Martina's article, her op-ed piece that she wrote about transgender people, transgender women, we should say, uh, playing sport. And full disclosure, I did not read all of Martina's piece because I did not want to pay for it. I felt like I had heard enough about it and seen enough screenshots 
to to get the gist of it. So, I mean, I just want to put that out there. I did read Reels' piece. Um, highly recommend it. I, I entered that piece um, needing information, not being fully knowledgeable about things. And I want to say... Um, that it was educational, it was informative, it led you to where you needed to go to get more information. It was not just an opinion piece. So if you need, like I did, to maybe learn about some of this stuff, um, even down to basic terminology, it's a good place to start. And it was really well written. So well done. Let's dig in. Thank you. That's what people got to do with your B in English. They ain't paying me no other way, but hey. <laughs> 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 and then thank you um um you can ask questions you know because i was i always like questions so well first of all um why don't you just give us a summary of what happened that made you write that um a let me quick just say, summary quick. um let me just say for as much of the praise that you're giving me for that um piece you should probably give me more praise for restraint because I <laughs> listen, I could hear your voice as I was reading it. You know what? And I you know thought what? he really wanted to say. <laughs> you know what? Someone else mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I was just like, so I should also mention that I was given a charge that, you know, a friend of ours, I don't want to, um, I think we can say Sean, he's just like, he called me and said, you know, like, you have to do something about this. Like, you know, like, do justice to, you know, do justice for us. Um, and I said, you know, Andrea and I spoke and I was going to write something. He said, whether you're going to do it or write something, I'll go on the podcast. I said, I'm going to write something. So basically, Martina is bringing forward this argument that when I read her piece, um, someone put a screenshot of the article online. Um, and when I read it, I was just like, no, she didn't write this. Like, there is no way she could have written this. This is insane. Like, you can't, like... Not Martina. She's a lesbian. What was the piece of it that you found most offensive? Like, or well, you probably can't pick one. Pick well, three. exactly. It, from from the very even the subtitles, right? Like the the um bit that you know she wrote, and just the you know actually have the actually I don't want to even reread the mess that she wrote, but just from the beginning of the article when she started off by saying you know like um these women are cheaters, you know, and like and you know the barrier shouldn't be a penis. Like, you know, like I would, and I was just like, what is she talking about? Like as someone who has been in this sport, you know, and, and someone that the, the history that she has faced is being a lesbian, has been being a lesbian, being discriminated against, you know, that whole Chrissy um, versus um, Martina rivalry. And when there were accusations thrown at her that she quote unquote is a man that I think she would have shown some level of sensitivity. I didn't care. I, I didn't mind the fact that she may not have wanted transgender to participate in the sport. That's, you know, I'm not saying it's okay to have those feelings, but I can understand people having certain feelings about that, but people can express these feelings and express these feelings in a completely different manner and be far more respectful to the people. Because for me, transgender women, men, trans people are humans and we should never forget that. And they are a marginalized group and very marginalized within the LGBTQ community. So the other thing that really got me mad was that when I was reading what you're saying, the language which she's using, it sounded very much like when people were just like any other time people were trying to exclude other people from a sport. Uh, and this is sports we're talking about. It's sports. It might be professional sports. It might be serious to a lot of people, but it's professional sport. It's sports. 
There are a lot more important things in our life that we should be concerned about. And if we are going to go about barring people and using this kind of language, with the same kind of language we've used to exclude um, people of color um, from from any from many and any arenas, particularly and particularly not just in sports but in education, this is the same language we use to bar people of color from education. Um, then you know, like we're we're in that wholly, totally different territory, and I thought that was really, really egregious, and I was really upset that no one in tennis took her to task. That everyone prepared, everyone acted like this. Oh my God, this is just an opinion piece. That you know, the usual suspect rollout. You know, she's an amazing person. It's almost as if you can say a lot of crazy shit and then say world peace, and then everybody's just like, oh my God, she's a nice person. Oh my God, he's a nice person. See, he mentioned world peace. No. There was so many problematic things there, and people should have stepped up. It shouldn't have been for me, a blogger, and, you know, we do this podcast. It, it shouldn't be for me to do this. Martin is a public figure, and more people should have been up in arms and took her to task. And that's where these problems, that's one of the things that really driven me to actually have to write something and write something that I thought was really, I couldn't be, quote-unquote, emotional about it, because this is where we start. I mean... A couple of months ago, we saw the bathroom situation, and that when this bathroom situation, you know, trans barring but trans people from bathroom, we know how these things play out in, in in real life. This isn't just about a bathroom. This is about people's lives. This is literally I, about life and death situation. But I, you know, I do think it was. Um, I think the silence, though, while distressing, was useful because I think that silence suggested agreement. Right. And so I think it, I think, yeah, right. And, and so I think it was really important for, you know, I was definitely an advocate of you need to look at her arguments and you know, you need to attack each one of them logically. I'm, you know, I'm definitely the one that was arguing for restraint because I think that it was a teachable moment because I think a lot of people have a lot of quiet, unspoken biases about trans people. And so and I can understand why you are angry because Martina is a source of education because she represents a certain group. And so people are saying, well, if she's part of the group and she's rejecting this group, she's rejecting yeah. the, the T of the group, then that means that it is okay you know, now. We, it, it's we, fully we okay. Have given, we have been given license to do this. And that is yeah. precisely what happened. That within a week of this article, someone in one of those... Um, Midwest state decided, you know what, I'm going to sponsor a bill. And he quoted Martina. He literally quoted and that, her. And that's super dangerous. And I, But I think, you know, I think one of the things that's noteworthy about this is we've got to stop giving people um, legitimacy of point of view simply because they're part of a community. Like, you still need experts, you still need research, and you still need facts. I mean, the thing about Martina was that she spent a lot of time just basically giving her perceptions and her feelings. Right. And, oh. and her, you know what I mean? Feeling it's exclusively that, that. Do you know what I mean? It was exclusively her feelings. And really, in some ways, what she essentially did was basically lay all of her prejudices out on a table as fact. And then people didn't challenge her at all. So what I really appreciated about the piece were sort of the links at the bottom to define the terms. 
so that you're not going with Martinez terms. You're not saying things like pretend a man or fake person. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to define these terms because you have I, to oh, understand who people are. Because you have yeah. a penis and this perception that, you know, like, oh, someone just wakes up in the middle of the night and like a, like Pear Hugh is going to be like, you know what? I'm not making it on the singles market. You know what? On the ATP. I'm, tomorrow I'm going to sign up and say, hey, WTA, I'm going to be... Alize Coney doubles partners for you know in Charleston. That's now how that works. Well, it's so strange, right? Because you would never say that you woke up one day after seeing another woman in the bathroom in the locker room and said, "I really want women." That's what's that's what's turned me on suddenly. You what you would say is that this has been a journey for you, which is what she said. Right. When she talked about her lesbianism. So it's strange that you wouldn't allow another person. <laughs> that fullness as well, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was what was egregious to me about the piece was this the kind of just kind of the lack of interest in understanding fully who the people she was talking about were. She didn't. It was such a totally disrespectful. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I I have zero respect for for um. I mean, I haven't had respect for Martina for a long time. I mean, and that's that's that's, that's just know. that's neither here nor there. But I mean, but I was a bit surprised because you know it's always important when people find themselves as part of a community that the least you can do is look around your community at the most vulnerable member. Yeah, and, and she bring care, right? Edu- and she didn't care to be educated. That was what made it worse. Okay, you could come from a place of ignorance, right? You can start off and mean like you know, like I think this way, et cetera, et cetera. But then to then run off and being like, oh, people are trying to tell me something, but you know what? I'm not trying to be an expert, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And when people are trying to speak to her, she's just like, oh my God, they're tyrants. They're bullying me. And I don't stand for being bullied. Well, she has has that in common with Ellen DeGeneres, right? Isn't that what Ellen told, um, isn't that what Ellen told, um, our favorite comedian, Kevin, about, oh, these, yeah, when people were challenging about his, um, his misperceptions and the way that he had characterized various members of uh, the community was that, hey, they're just, they're just haters. Of course, everybody's sitting around hating your cash, right? That's exactly <laughs> what people are doing. Um, but you know what I thought was interesting and surprising in the piece was that the, the WTA had a policy. Well, but this is something that which was surprised that she should have known this, right? But I think that she was aware of this situation. And I think that was what really, what I really don't have an answer to is to why she felt she needed to say something about this. But why she, she decided to take this upon herself. And I suspect it might be this, that maybe because I'm, I'm, I don't know how long the WTA had this policy. I just knew when it was updated. So I knew it had to, but it had to have been this for a while because like I said, trans people have been able to participate in Olympics both to the gender in which they feel, into their, in which they identify since 2004. So this policy had to have been in place since 2003 because you know, they could have participated at the next, the last Olympics. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But, since but I mean, so what's your suspicion? Well, I mean, I suspect, that I suspect, but I just think she has a, there is, like I pointed out in the article, that there is a general feeling among some um, within the white establishment and maybe other gays of color within the power structure that they feel that it is okay for them to put trans people on the bargaining block. Um you know, in order so that they can gain to trade, to trade, trade, like trade your, oh, sort of like how the white feminists betrayed black feminists. 
Yes. That's out of saying that they're willing to be like, you know, like we know best, you know, and we're willing to push you to the side and be marginalized. And because in order to, because in we we perceive generally political power in that mm -hmm. it has to be over transactional, yeah, not only transactional, but you must be above someone, and yeah. they're willing to put trans people at the bottom because people hold these people as being very suspicious, mm -hmm. and they want to relegate trans people to the very edge of the society, if not into the woodlands. And you so know that is so strange, right? It's such a strange thing because, and I mean, maybe this is because we maybe because the party, maybe because the group has chosen marriage equality as its um as its mantle, which was essentially love is love, right? And so my love is not different than your love, which okay, but um, so I think it's strange to land there because people have always perceived gay people or in the beginning, right? In the beginning, before you made any sort of political power or leverage, as off, as not belonging. So all of the language that she's using is all the language that have ever been used towards her own group and towards right. herself. So to me, this is what I'm saying. Like she's using the same old tired tropes that basically have been used it's to marginalize And what is even more dangerous about this is that she seemed to think that people are okay with gays now still then, <laughs> you know what i mean like, okay then, like, we are here we have arrived <laughs> they might be okay with money ones they might be okay with money yeah <laughs> and that's not what it because the same um gentleman who was quoting her he wasn't just talking about trans people he was talking about the whole community just like we don't want these people here <laughs> wow. because people advocates against um advocates against um LGBTQ in, in the Trump administration, they're going after gay marriage. They're yeah. not going after trans marriage, you know. They're going <laughs> after every non-heterosexual who's not within that spectrum. But, you know, the thing that really is that this thing can play out and affect it's because, okay, whether trans people are not clamoring to get into professional sports. They're just not. We've had 16 years of evidence. 16, what, over 10, 15 years now? We see that the numbers are minimal, if much, really, right? Maybe it what might be because runner that she calls trans. Well, is not. Oh my God! So <laughs> here's here's the interesting thing that I've learned. So it seems that WTA is one of the only. I shouldn't say only one. Of, I shouldn't say only. I really don't know. But it's interesting that in track and field, which is where you know a lot of these issues usually come out in, um, that people seem to hold suspicions for people. Um, like castasemenia, which is hyperandrogenism, uh, hyper I think, if I'm not mistaken, I might be incorrect on the term, which is that they suspect that there is a um, higher than normal level of testosterone than there are about trans people. So people would have policies allowing trans people to participate in sports freely once they fall within the particular parameters. You don't need to have um, surgery, but when it comes to these women who seem to exhibit higher than level, higher than normal testosterone, they are far more suspicious of those that cis women, which is rather interesting. I don't know why. Actually, I, I, my suspicion is that a lot of our perception about bodies and ability, it's really junk science and mainly anecdotal evidence. That yeah, a lot of times what, what is happening in science, because if you really think about it, we, there has been no real way to measure um, human potential, human output, and human body potential. 
insofar as to say that I can't say a five six man can only do X amount, right? Yeah. Because if you look at track and field, um, what's his name? Well, Usain Bolt is six four, six five, and he was not the typical sprinter. That twenty years ago he would not have been running a hundred meters. In fact, people still believe that he's more of a four hundred meter runner. That his hundred meter potential is not. He could have done. He could have broken the world record in the four hundred if he had put his mind to that. But, but typically the sprinter uh, Christian Coleman, who came second um, at the last World Championship, he's like five six, five seven, five eight, and Usain Bolt is six five, and he beat Usain Bolt. How do we account for that, right? I mean, not to say that he's faster than Usain Bolt, but we don't have any way of actually measuring human potential in that regard. So a lot of times people would look at a woman and look at a guy and say, oh, this guy is doping. This guy is this. This is unfair. Because what happened with Kasia Semenya? She's a cis woman. Um, there is, she's not transgender. Is that someone said, oh, I think she's cheating. I don't think it's fair that she's probably a man. So in the past, we used to have gender tests, and the gender test used to be women had to get naked, and a doctor, usually a male, would inspect you like a piece of meat. Literally, that was what happened. Then they recognized that this isn't, gender is not necessarily about outer body um, genitalia, because there are a lot of intersex people. And a lot of this is because we don't talk about, so like the mystery around bodies is that typically humans do not talk about bodies with each other. People are free to have conversation with their doctors about what's going on with their bodies. So it is not uncommon. You hear a lot of people talking and they really don't know what they're talking about. And in doing this, in this system that is happening here, you often have a lot of mischaracterization. So cash the semenio is basically a witch hunt. So the, in, in her case, the ITF, IAAF, sorry, went to the Code of Arbitration and said that she must take hormone suppressant because she have a 1% to 3% advantage over quote-unquote regular women, right? Now, the Code of Arbitration said, what the fuck are y'all talking about? This is ridiculous. We're not wasting our time with this. You need to come back and do others, come back with more science. Now, there, a guy had a conference on Castasomania and he presented absolutely no science. He went to a science conference, had a discussion about Kastasemenia and what he believed is going on with her. He had never met this woman, never tested her, had no science. And that is one of the things that's shocking with Kastasemenia's case because the IAAF can't, has never revealed anything about what they found, uh, but they're creating all this hoopla and then publicly shaming this woman and talking but about all this manner. The thing but I don't have, understand is that why would... First of all, that's, a, um, that's an advantage regardless, right? Nobody says the same thing about Michael Phelps when he has a particular body. Exactly. That's, that's better suited for swimming. Nobody says that about any other. Level. We don't have a testosterone yeah. test to say, yeah, no. okay, everyone no. is at 50, must be at a 56% or whatever the case may number that is. We don't have these things. So this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like There is no real way of measuring human potential. And what often happens with these tests is that the scientists and the researchers usually have one perception, already have the result that he wants, and that's how he's looking at it. Well, and when or, the, or the review, perception is, yeah, it's it falls biased. apart. It falls yeah. apart completely because every yeah. test, they've, every study that they've tried to have in terms of regarding issues around castasomania and to a certain, against, a certain extent anti-trans um, research 
they've always turned back problematic because it's like this isn't so, at all. So so then where did you land with the Martina thing? Like, I mean, I thought that I saw that she wrote another sort of like an extended apology of some sort to <laughs> retract or not retract things. No, like where did she land? She retracted to say that it was unfair to her to call them cheats. Okay. That's that gentle of her. And, and yes. And she said, you know, she said she did some research, but you know what? Hey, people, I don't have a doctorate in trans trans people. <laughs> so then stop talking. Say, I don't have a doctorate in trans people, and I'm going to stop talking because I don't know what I'm talking about. And so therefore, don't listen to what I have to say. Or you know what she should say is, I'm actually scared of what this might mean for my sport. And so... I'm going to wait until the research bears out before I run around and say crazy things. <laughs> but you the thing, but you know, right. Because, I mean, look, you have um, Balkova, right? She's about 5'6", five, 5'4", five, right? Mm -hmm. she, she can give any woman, no matter how tall they are, a run for their money. How do mm -hmm. you account for that? Height, weight, quote-unquote strength. This, that's not how sports plays out, Right. The biggest yeah. man don't win, you know what I mean? Yeah, Before always. Our definition of what strong is, is what it looks like. Is that yeah. he looks like a strong person, right? What we consider the strongest man at the Olympics is usually weightlifted. They're usually like 5'8", depending, they're in a weight class. Weightlifting is done by weight class. So they measure your weight and your weight ratio to how much you are lifting. That's so how that works. So what do you want what do you want people to take away from the failures of um Martinez like attempts at conversation and have you seen anyone do it better Um there was one of the articles I linked to though it wasn't talking about trans people particularly I think it talked about how people look at trans and it, it even asked this positive this question just like yes we live in a world where we divide sports by gender but mm -hmm. could it be that the results that we are seeing is because we always treat these genders differently? Mm -hmm. That you know that maybe it could be that because we are getting faster and quote unquote stronger, right? Yeah, getting heavier, um, getting faster, et cetera, et cetera, than we were some years ago. And part of this, most of this, is because of technology, right? We've treat we've changed the track on which we run on. We've changed the equipment in which we hit with. We have much more. Um, steroids probably you know what i mean um training equipment and we've learned more about efficient quote-unquote efficient training body etc cetera, etc cetera. but what i want us to take away is just that um we don't get to put humanity up on a public debate we're talking about sports you can you can buy your you can have issues quote-unquote surrounding professional sport because it is a business right but be very careful how we are speaking about other humans because these things don't just translate on the professional level. These things go all the way back down. Because you're going to, because more and more today, young people are identifying as trans at an early age, not, they're not waiting until they're 50 to come out of the closet, et cetera. So we are literally putting people's harm in danger when we're having these very strong opinions about, I don't think these people should be here, et cetera, et cetera. And what scared me the most is that these langu this language that we people are often using to, past these opinions and you know it's one anti-science anti-fact based and it sounds so like the when we're talking about people of color and all of the when we're talking about marginalizing other people and it's all the same thing 
So I just, I want people to be far more cautious in how we engage this topic. Really look when people are talking about this topic, you know, because when someone tried to engage with me online, I'm just like, sir, you don't know what you're talking about. You really don't. Like you have done no research. You're coming at me with feelings and how we feel about a, a particular situation. It doesn't always mean that it's right. And doesn't mean that we should, our feelings should become popular opinion or, or become into policy particularly when it's been when it's problematic feelings um janine i didn't hear anything from you so I don't I, i'm listening you know i just i guess for me the biggest thing is i just think it's really unfair and it's really sad um to have a person who comes from a part of this community to just spread lies i i don't believe for one moment that um that Martina thinks that someone woke up one day and decided I want to be I'm, I'm going to be transgender. Um, actually, I, I think, think she, she might think that. No, I think she knows better. I think she doesn't understand it and she doesn't know how to say that because she doesn't want to admit that she doesn't understand it. I think she knows damn well that the journey isn't that much different than hers um, as far as acceptance and what stigmas might be um people might face in society to come out and say that i think she knows better You're i cannot too much credit, maybe you know? maybe but i i think that um i think that she is being weak by saying this is what she believes because she isn't strong enough to say i don't understand because you know what if she really thought that and she really um i i don't know why she would turn down an opportunity to learn she has lost a position to be an ambassador for uh people that belong to this community in sport she's been ousted but she was given the opportunity to be educated before that and she turned it down like who does that who does that um i i think that she people has who don't well, people I who th think that it would ever this up such a policy like this I think she feel that, you know, we've I think gone. she just doesn't agree with it, but she doesn't want to say that. I think she doesn't like it. I think she doesn't understand it, but I do not believe that she thinks it's that different than her own. I don't. I don't believe that. I do not believe it. I do. I think she does. I think that she's I think that she's enjoying being in a position of power. Of, superi of, of superiority and power. I think she's enjoying being in a space where you can say, oh, I suddenly get what it's like to reject and not understand and this confusing thing. Because I think that a lot of us are reared in a certain way to believe a certain kind of thing. And it does take a little bit of extra stretching our own minds and our own understanding to understand things like trans or people asking you, well, what's your pronoun or any of those kinds of things, because I've been in those conversations and I'm like, oh, wow, this is something I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to get to know. It puts you out of your comfort zone. Sure. So just, but just because I think just because she's been a part, this is the thing that's ironic. That's not that it's not that different. Just because you've been a part of a community that has been discriminated against doesn't mean that you yourself don't internalize a lot of self-hatred and therefore extend it to others as soon as you have the opportunity. So I don't doubt I don't, that at all. Yeah, I, so, I, I really don't believe to be in that position of power too. Yeah, she I, wants. Time, she yeah, wants to I close just, the door. She wants to be yeah. able to close doors. She wants to be able to say you are not right. That's a very powerful position for somebody who's always been told that they were not right. Yeah. So to, to suddenly have that no, option, I, you know, I think, I'm, I think yeah. I'm being misunderstood. I don't okay. think, I don't think that, um, 
I don't disagree with any of what you just said. None of it. I'm saying that I just, I truly do not believe that she believes at the core of her soul that someone just wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm a man and I'm going to be a woman so I can go out there and win shit. I don't think she really thinks that. I don't. <laughs> if she does, she's that. real stupid. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. But here's okay. the thing. It doesn't matter as, as we have, it's almost like, you know, I always say tennis is like a microcosm that happened in real life. It doesn't matter specifically what she believes. Yeah, it's what she says. It's It's what what she says. Which is why we have to call bullshit on it. (laughs) You know, because we might, it's like, you know, because. Listen, you can always have a conversation. There are people who really and truly believe, think this way. And it doesn't matter. There are. But I'm not going to put her in that that box with those people. So wait, so you you think this is transactional for her, Janina? Is that your claim? That she's doing this for resources, for reputation, for yeah, what? Yeah. Shits and yeah. giggles? I don't think it's shits and giggles. I think that she probably fundamentally somehow disagrees with it even being an option for people to change their sex. But she doesn't want to say that. That's what I think. Oh. I think she doesn't like it. I think she's probably one of those people that says this can't be something that's real. Um, mm. You're born however you're born. You are what you are. But she doesn't know how to say that. So she's just going to lie about it because she knows. It's it's much more clear what happens to people. We have more examples of what happens to people when they take that argument than someone who just says, I think you woke up one day and decided you wanted to do this for sport. Nobody talks like that. So she can get away with that in in some respects um, because we don't know what that conversation really looks like. That may be something that's had you know, in her tiny little bubble but that's not a global conversation i don't think um but it is a global conversation for people to say and and for people to come down be come down on very very hard if you're going to say i don't believe that transgendered people um are legit that's a conversation that we hear all the time and that's debated all the time and she doesn't want to come down on what um, liberal people think to be the wrong side of that. But That's what I thing. think. Well, I, I don't know who she thought she was convincing because liberals certainly couldn't buy on that mess that she, even if they wanted to agree with her part of what she's saying, that whole both article, both the article, the opinion, the op-ed, and the subsequent uh, message on her um, website was even me- was even more messier. But you have this thing. We all know that, you know, we always laugh and say, you know, that we always read, right? We always go into the research and whatever the case may be. So we don't end up looking like a fool. Most people don't do that. No, they and don't. What, what Martina, whether I'm not concerned what she believes and what she don't believe, it's what you're putting out there as the message. Because well, you know what, it, it, I think it does matter. I think it matters. I mean, it does, but I mean, it does, but Martina knows one thing really, really well. Tennis. How to play tennis? That's right. Every smart. Every every. I'm not saying that they're not smart, but what I'm saying is the only thing that we are comfortably assured of is that Martina knows tennis. Right. Everything else is suspect and should yeah. be treated as such. And that's why. I mean, listen. I while the whole thing was sort of bizarre to read and sort of see play out. I mean, it was just another example of 
we cannot assume a level of expertise just right. because you are part of a community right. or just because someone has tagged you in as something. And I mean, I didn't take her seriously. Martina has a lot of opinions about a lot of things. And I do, I mean, I get your point. Reels is that she's a part of a platform and she should be, um, you know, we should be careful about that. But I just, I just take Martina as an expert at tennis and barely that you because remember, that. she's mm. not, she's not, she wasn't even good as a coach of a tennis but player. You know, you know what, <laughs> but you know what, Andrew, you know what's problematic with that? And it's not for you and it's not for me, but because we are educated people and I'm not trying to put us up on a pedestal, we do go out and do the research. We do say that we want to learn. We didn't talk about this before tonight because I had some learning to do. That's the truth. I said, you know what? I started reading this and there were words that I didn't even know because I'm not super familiar with it, but I am now. So now I can have a conversation with it. And that's how we would like most people in the world to operate. But the truth is that they don't, but it becomes a problem when you have someone like, like Martina Navratilova, who has a platform to be on TV and a microphone in a worldwide audience. And she That's has given them a language. I get it. I get it. I get it. I do, but I get it. But the reality is that in some, I mean, listen, I, I, I know there's this fear, but I feel like if you believe Martina, you were there already. I really no, I don't do. think so. I don't think so. I, don't I really think do. Oh, no, I think so. I think I, you might have I been teetering, or you may not there's know no, anything. There's no teetering. You may not know. Listen, there's no teetering. She's just affirming your bias. She's no. affirming you're no, no, not no, no, knowing. No. no, she's affirming you're not knowing. Listen, no, if you're uncomfortable. No, there, it's not about even being gullible. Yes, it it's is about, because listen, what if I what if what if I were that gullible person who says and I say I admire her. And so if she's saying this and she comes from this community, she must be right. And I'm going to take mean, her at her word. I that's think true. There are I mean, people that's, out there that do that. But here's, but, I mean, listen, I get that. It's just as dangerous but as saying. Thing that I think is, um, the, the, I mean, I get your point. I get your point there. The, 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 the salient point there, point, the, the, the salient point there is that people admire Martina as having something of worth to say. Right. And I and don't they, agree, but you're right. right. That's true. That's you true. wouldn't necessarily have the thing. You, Andrine, and nor I, and not Janina, we won't look to Martina for opinion on these subjects, right? We wouldn't. No, I, don't know. I mean, I barely look at, I, might. I, right. I barely look at Martina for opinions on tennis, but right. there you go. Right. But yes, because you're right. Thinkers, and when we hear information, we engage with this information in a different format. We don't just take anything, even if it's from our faves. We're like, <laughs> okay, I agree to you to a certain extent, right? But here's the thing. It's almost like when, you know, people, I don't want to put this in, but it's, it's a similar situation. When we talk about 45, right? Yes. 45 always engage in, in racism. I'm not going to say the word rhetoric outright racism right and racist shit and people are like oh my god he said this and you're right they were already there right yep and, they were there that there are some people who are just like well if the president is saying this yeah. why don't there's I a legitimacy it? yeah there's a legitimacy i i think there's a big group of people that fall into that category but you but have to be careful because happen. i think there's a lot of people who are willing to be led that don't know Right, but here are two things that are happening here with people like Martina and 45. One, they're bringing this discussion to the forefront, right? Something that perhaps would have been people people in polite company would have been like, 
I might have an opinion. I think it kind of be suspect and problematic. So I won't necessarily say it out public. Don't give a damn whoever I'm saying it to. And two, it presents a language, a way of engaging in the subject wrongly, but it does present a way of engaging in the subject. So what then takes away, and we usually see how the media engage in whatever rhetoric, whatever bullshit 45 says, right? They never go at this information critically, right? What often happens is they're taken away and they put the sensation out there. Like, does, so they're going to ask question, right? Does the president have a point when he says Mexicans are rapists, et cetera, et cetera? They're, and they're yeah. going to look for facts. Yeah, for they've opened that window. Right. They've opened like, that door. In Mexico, yeah. <laughs> in Mexico, we have X amount of people who have sexual assault cases, et cetera. What no one ever does is that, like, you know what? This shit happens here all the time, too. They never extend humanity to everyone. And that's my problem with Martina's piece. She didn't well, basically, any and also because she's basically opened the door for people to say, "Do people wake up one day and decide that they want?" Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and as soon as because any other thing, trans um, boys and girls compete at the same level until they're like thirteen, most of the time. Like in you know regular amateur, not necessarily in school, whatever the case may be, unless it's like some kind of heavy. Janina, your children, he plays on a soccer team with girls, right? Yeah, and he always has. And, and he will continue to do that until, until like, high school, school team, high when school. they're forced to separate. Yeah, when they're forced to separate. So what happens though when you have a trans student, boy, trans boy, or trans girl? Because as we said earlier, what you what Martina is doing, she allowed for some parents on the sideline being like, "What's that freak doing out there?" Yes, they would have had they would have had that feelings to begin with. But what it is, it allows this now to be public discourse and public discourse in the crazy manner. And that's going to be very problematic. And she hasn't, and no one has called her out on that bullshit. But do you might have feelings about whether trans people can participate in sports to a certain extent and you want to bring some kind of level of science, whatever the case may be? It's how you engage in this thing because really and truly, there is really no science to really help back this up. Oh, and it's every also year, tragic, though. It's also tragic that we have to even take Martina seriously in this space, which is like, sometimes, just shut up. If you don't know it, shut up. It never shuts up. I mean, this is how I think we should end this. I think that we should ask every single one of our listeners to just go ahead and tweet her the article. To shut up? And maybe she'll... <laughs> And, and and we can Listen. you can put hashtag shut up. No, you know what? Link. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think I think I think one of the things I've discovered about some people is that some people argue things in bad faith. And if your contention is right, she argued that in bad faith, and an art, and an, and a well thought out article won't change her mind because she was arguing in bad faith in the a first place. Against his will is of the same opinion still. <laughs> so that's something yeah. I always Do you know what I mean? And she'll just simply silent it. But I think what's really been useful about it is how revealing she's been about herself. And so I think it's um and I think it's also useful information about the fact that you need to be we all need to be really careful about people who we put on pedestals and people who we yep. think have valuable things to say and that they have valuable transferable things to say you know it's fine for you to like what she can say about forehands and backhands but it might not be useful to care what she says about trans people because her knowledge doesn't extend that direction and not thoughtfully 
I mean, uh, we already we are, we already know her tennis knowledge is super biased based on right. who she likes and all of those kinds of things. So I'll, we've already I'll, seen I'll, that aspect seen of that it. When how she engaged in other subjects, but she's never exactly about that, right? She just no, she's, <laughs> no, she's not particularly thoughtful. But I mean, but you know, in the era of people who have things to say, and because I mean, you know, I think Martina gets a lot of leverage because of her past. And so there's a lot of sympathy that has been um, that I think has been earned by her as a kind of victim. Um, but trying help the people that who used to marginalize, and this is the thing: she's in the yeah, room with so, some people who hated her to begin with. I know, but, <laughs> and now they're and now they're her colleagues and agreeing with her right. and like nodding as she writes this piece and talks this way. Well, you know, <laughs> hey. what I would like our um, listeners, I invite are, her to come on for a conversation. Mm -mm. Oh, who has time? No. Exactly. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh. I mean, the thing is, no. This is person. no. You know what's so funny? I think it's so interesting that victim. No, no, I, I'm not a big, I'm not about that. I think that we have to really stop engaging in people with people who actually don't want to debate. Do not fall for the okie dokie. Like, can we debate whether you're human or not? No, yeah, hey, I'm not nobody, it's not oh, a point no, no, no. of that. Nobody no, people do that. Nobody people coming on that. this podcast gets it's the okie No, it's <laughs> but you know what? But in but engaging them in the first place sets them up it's disingenuous they don't have an interest in debating by virtue of asking the question if this person is engaging in fantastical thinking about waking up the next day she's opened up a door it's not a real door i'm not opening yeah. it up and letting her enter nah, that's and okay she's not, and, and she's not willing to even do any kind of research Right? Exactly. So she she doesn't have the background knowledge exactly. to talk about it. Which... Engage her in anything because what someone finally said like, oh, we need to do some research, but we should have done that in the first place. <laughs> you, you specifically said you don't care to do any of this. That's right? okay. And when so... anyone tried to educate you on this, you said they were tired. But what I would like, I would say, you know, don't tweet, don't tweet this, don't tweet this woman. Please just let her be. The less she says, the better, you know. <laughs> but what I would like for us to do, you know, I don't want to be, you know, um, all, you know, kumbaya. But I would like for us to, when we, we should, you know, in, in these things, we should really be reflected that we are talking about other human beings. And that pretty soon, that if it isn't trans people, it's going to be black people. It's going to be Asian people. It's going, going to, be, to be. I think it's I always mean, it's already It already is. You know? and, and, <laughs> I know. One, of, one of the most striking things about it is that when she was talking about trans women, historically, take away trans, this is how men spoke about women. In I sport. know. It's <laughs> 1984. Women were allowed to run full marathons. I know. <laughs> I know. This is why the idiocy of the whole thing is so ridiculous. Which is why I think it's a one long SNL skit, and we have, we should not take it seriously. No, 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 no. So there's no. your second podcast of the week, folks. Yes, and it's been anything else long. I don't think there's anything. Um, you know, um, again, as always, Sisyphus is a jerk. But Janine, what did he I, do? Well, what did I he do this time? Well, you know, Sissy Fast is, a, is one of your favorite. He puts DMs in public. Oh, yeah, I don't oh, like that. But you know what I was thinking? Do you know what I had a realization this week about? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I'm assuming I'm getting older because the tragic, attractive elements that are supposed to be engaging in our sport, I find silly and dumb. I find Dennis Shapovalov rapping tiresome. Oh. 
I mean, you know what? And it's, you know what? I, I, I'm happy if other people like it, but I just realized that there's a point in time when I look around and I'm like, you know what? Maybe these people are too young. And well, it's just not just that interesting. Do you know what I mean? They're not interesting. People are loving it. And and in their age, it's the younger people who are loving it. And that's fine if if they're loving it. But yeah, you're right. It's maybe not for me. I think so. I think I'm just too old now for the things that are being sold to me as compelling or charming or sweet. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, dear, if we're going to go down this road about Tsitsipas and his romance with whomever he chooses on the tour i was like i'm not even i was like can we figure out a way to just get these people to hit a tennis ball and just keep it moving i mean like i I suddenly realized that with this generation less is more for me (laughs) i would like nothing because when they put that little bit it's just like oh i don't mind but i would say i mean like tennis what i do find is that tennis journalists quote-unquote journalists i put journalists in quotation because um, I think they're just huge fanboys. Stop it. Stop um, it. Stop I just it. wish they would do, since they're not really doing investigative journalism, they're not here to address any real topic that's issues that are in tennis. They should be doing nice fluff pieces. You know what I'm saying? And try to engage tennis fans. Look, we sit down and watch a whole tennis match. So that is in, so you can keep us for a while, okay? You don't need to give us a little clickbait, two-second hits, Okay. You can keep us for like a 10 paragraph piece, right? We will read it because we watch a tennis match. Is that get some real adult conversation going, meet these players and have a conversation with them. Not go like, oh my God, Dennis, so you're rapping. So you're going to put on an album next week? The fuck is that? What is that bullshit? I'm not interested in that. That is not interesting. That doesn't move anything. That doesn't really tell me anything about Dennis. It just tells me he's corny. Which I didn't no, even but you know what? It moved, it moved the needle for him on the social media space. And I think that that's what it just reveals. It's just like, I think it's going to be super interesting to try to engage with this generation of tennis player with the things that people find interesting. And it just realized that I... But there's I no quality, dude. Like, I feel like I don't well, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, if it, I don't know if it's not quality. Some people find it engaging. I just realized that I did. And I just looked at it and I thought to myself, oof. I hope this generation just start becoming, you know, I hope they just start hitting the ball and really performing well because anything else they're doing is doesn't work for me. So, I mean, that's what I, I said. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think Janina said it. It's our age. <laughs> well, no. I mean, like, I am not, I will not be the expert for hip hop and rapping and whatever. But I'm just simply saying, I mean, I could find a bum who could who could freestyle better than that. Stop I mean, like, that. No, 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 I'm just Stop simply it. saying that. No, I'm simply saying he, there are a lot of people. He's a blonde, tussle-headed kid. No, no, no. Cute. Even on an amateur That's level, it. I will not accept that garbage. That is rubbish. <laughs> Cut Absolute it out. Rubbish. Stop it. No, 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 right, no, no, okay. no, no, no. People okay. can. If you can come he, with this, he, you got to do better. Okay. Even TFU was just Real. like, bro. Reels is like, stop it. It's painful but it's okay i mean you know what this is tennis this is what we need to keep it interesting Mm. i guess anything we need to cover that we didn't cover nope miami's coming up yeah it should be fun it should be fun we have Um, miami sizzle would miami sizzle be this sunday or next sunday next sunday okay so i'm sorry folks this is a double episode in one 
Just saying. <laughs> I don't think it is this Sunday. If it is, good luck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means Audrey no, will be traveling and she won't be around. <laughs> She's going to be in Acapulco next week. Oh, <laughs> why? <Probably. laughs> or Antarctica. I'm going to be someplace. I'm going to be someplace delightful. This wonderful city called Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> brotherly love. Brotherly Enjoy love. Hamilton round two. Yes. So it's been lovely round chatting three, with actually. you all. It isn't round two. It's round three. It's oh, been Jesus. lovely chatting with you. Yes. You guys end up my afternoon early. It is now pouring rain outside. Oh, oh that's what um, I was hearing. I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's nice. And I just saw someone in California said it's hailing and snowing in California. <laughs> I'm just like, was, oh my God. Listen, the weather in California basically lets us know that the end is near if my oh grandma God. was to be believed. <laughs> they need to come quickly. They need to come quickly. They need to come quickly before Martina writes part three. So, oh, oh Dennis Shapovalov has a platinum album deal. <laughs> he will though, because you know what? Did you got you know the one thing we didn't share? What? The fact that Genie's date is going to become a movie. Was that oh. real or did I imagine? No, that? I'm pretty sure that's real. We're not talking. Wow, about that. that's awesome. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Dennis a, um, a record deal. It's coming, guys. It's coming. All right. Coming. Well. Whatever. Not non-ironically, it's coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy you all can't see my face. You know, in fact, you know that picture that I have on YouTube. Whenever I call, there is a little boy. That is my face. Yeah, right? I believe that. that. Is me. It is yes, me. I do. I'm telling you. I'm just looking you know at what, all of you. But like, you know oh. what? Can I tell you, though, Reels fans, we're just shady and tired as fuck. I'm sure this is adorable in some planet somewhere. I think the, the, the ATP has figured out something that we just haven't figured out yet. Um, so <laughs> that's, you know what? That's, that's what I'm going to give them. I <laughs> am going to need scientific data on that one. <laughs> you want science for everything, then, yeah, anyway. That's, that's, so. your that's just your feeling, Audrey. I refuse to believe that. I will not live in this world. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's and been I joy. Hope my fans will back me up. We do not. Mm-hmm. We feel Dennis is W R A. Cut it out. He's rapping. <laughs> That's not rapping. I think it's cute. I think it's cute. And I mean, it's, it's harmless. Nobody's going to get robbed or killed. Um, anyway, because that's what people associate with rap, right? So, what? <laughs> anyway. Um, All right. So, ciao. All right. Ciao, folks. Been fun. So, been fun. So, don't forget to comment below. And let us know how you feel. And people, please don't tweet me in Say You Want podcast with an S. <laughs> you no, got it. Right. You got two this week. You got it right now. And everyone is good sound because, you know, Janina, they were trading on you. I don't okay? care. I don't care. And we're all good. So happy you enjoyed. This is a good, long, juicy episode. Bye. Good day. Goodbye. And don't forget to charge your phone because you will be getting messages. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'm like Rafa. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. No laying it out over here. Mm-hmm. I'm like no lay. I don't get your message because your no, WhatsApp. No, they say his phone don't give international text. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. His WhatsApp is got international block on it. <laughs> no lay too cheap to pay for international WhatsApp. Stop Would you it. cut it out? Although that's not even true because it's data. It's all data.
you know the re- you know what though the real tea is that Nole is not part of the Labor Cup Part One WhatsApp. So he <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh my God! End the podcast. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> No, they're not in the group, right? They're not in that group. Oh, oh bless. Yeah. That ain't right. Oh, uh, maybe he's not in part of the Edberg Award group. Is that what it is? No. <laughs> they still haven't figured out how to get him one. I think he's going to get it this year, though. <laughs> like what for? Play with Funini? I Leadership. Mean, Leadership. Can we talk about that, please? No. We I just want to say, you're trying to endear yourself to me as a leader. You can't be fucking with Fanini. What are you talking about? You know, I thought it was hilarious because when I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, did they make a bet about who could be the worst asshole on court? Because I think they were competing. I think they literally had a silent bet going. It was hilarious to me. I mean, it was. It just was funny because seeing them together made me realize how similar they were. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I was just like, oh, this just told me a lot more than you really thought it did, you know? So, like, ugh. But anyway, this is goodbye for real now, people. It's goodbye for real. Good night. Night.